Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Unfit to Talk podcast. Uh, before we get to our guest today, I just want to, you know, give a life update because I feel like I haven't done that in a while. It's been a while. If you don't follow me on the other podcasts that I'm on or the other, uh, um, what's it, the network, OTR network, uh, then you'll know that uh, I've uh, I've kind of been doing this whole thing called the the Talk Across America tour a little bit, uh, which is why I started this podcast was to talk to different people of of, the, of different backgrounds, and it's always it's always interesting and fun to talk to different uh, different people that I don't uh, really know too much about or, or just professions that I, I'd like to learn more about. So it's it's pretty much like the common man show. I feel like it's more, you know, like I'll have guests on that aren't, you know, entertainers. There aren't any, they're not any like musicians or anything. It's not anything pop culture. I mean, I have, I'm working on getting a, a guy who's a trucker, you know, and I feel like I want to I want to provide stories for people that are that are different than than what you hear on other podcasts. I feel like you don't get enough of that Americana on on these podcasts. It's fitting that a Mexican is uh, is out doing this. Uh but yeah. Um today's guest Carly Lawrence, uh comedian here in St. Louis. Um if you listen, you can tell I'm very nervous cuz I'm always nervous whenever I meet new people, whenever I talk to people for the very first time. And this was the very first time we'd ever met, we'd ever talked, you know. So obviously, you know, we're always testing the waters with people whenever we meet someone for the very first time. And it's it's a very interesting thing in culture to kind of, you know, it's it's always interesting to me whenever people first meet, you know. Like, it's always this awkward, you know, very like, I don't know you, should I trust you kind of thing, you know. And it's very interesting. And it's kind of... Uh, I've kind of become like a people studier in this way. And it's always interesting to me, the things I pick up on, on other people, the things that people pick up on me. Uh, but I'm, uh, yeah, I'm very, very much invested in this project. It's very near and dear to my heart. Um, I'm heading to Los Angeles, California in, I want to say July. I think that's when we are setting the date so, you know, um, I'll be searching for people out in L.A. to kind of uh, have on the show. Um, I think I'm traveling to Miami, uh, I think, late June. So sometime uh, this this month, uh, possibly. I'm still not sure. I'm still working up on dates and things like that. I know I want to head down, head back down to New Orleans, Louisiana for for a podcast down there that I'm going to try and set up. You know, so I'm going everywhere, guys. It's uh, you know, I'm I'm always traveling nowadays. I've been, I can't count the places I've been because I I forget sometimes, and you know my memory will pop up and it'll tell me like, hey, you've been here before. But uh, yeah, it's it's uh, I'm very much uh excited for this project. It's finally starting to take off. You know, first episode with Rachel Stolman here in St. Louis. Uh, second episode, Brandon Kreitz here in St. Louis, and only fitting that the third would be uh, Carly Lawrence here in St. Louis. And you know, I feel like I've gotten some pretty great feedback from people about Brandon's uh, uh, episode, especially. I think a lot of people really uh, learned a lot from uh, from that episode. I learned a lot. Uh, I've changed up my diet because of it, you know. And it's 
it's really helped. Like I, I really feel like I have a little bit more energy, uh, you know, and uh, it, it gets me motivated to want to go to the gym, you know. Um, you know, there's still some bad habits I need to break, obviously, but, you know, I think uh, those are things people can work on. It's easy. So, um, yeah, so thank you guys so much for the feedback on that show. Uh, I know Brandon was really nervous about that one because we had never done a podcast before. He never, That was his first podcast ever. And he did an amazing job. Uh, you know, I think uh, he wants to come back, which is always a, a, a great thing when people want to come back and, and talk more and, and share more. And, you know, he's a, he's a wealth of knowledge when it comes to fitness and health and dieting and, you know, just all these, all these facts that I always learn from him. Like, it's funny because when we were kids, I, you know, we were always kind of like equals in, in certain things. And now we've kind of branched out each other, you know, in our lives. And it's, you know, he, he brings to me some new like facts and stuff that I always, I always love reconnecting with him because, you know, we, we always kind of like, we don't see each other for like the longest time. And then we'll reconnect and, you know, he, he always has something new to say, which is always fun. And I always have something new to tell him. So it's, you know, it's it's always a, a great thing whenever you can reconnect with old friends. And I think Brandon, I think Brandon's my oldest friend. Yeah, I think he's one of my oldest friends. So uh, I'm so I'm so excited you guys really took to that episode because it was kind of his first time kind of dipping his water into uh, into really kind of expanding his his reach on social media, and I mean, if you haven't checked him out again on Instagram, Brandon J. Kreitz, you know he's a he's a ridiculously in shape person. Uh, we had a shoot on his birthday, June first, so not that long ago, and uh, you know it's uh, you know it's always fun. You know, I'm a photographer as well, so I think people forget that sometimes. I forget that sometimes, uh, but yeah. Uh, it's uh, it's it's, a, it's just a lot of fun kind of doing these things because, you know, you kind of get to travel. You kind of get to meet new people and you're always you get you have to get out of your comfort zone. And that's what I love. I love getting out of my comfort zone. I feel like, uh, uh, you know, breaking that. And, and it's interesting to me just, you know, breaking out of of one's comfort zone is basically just kind of, uh, you know, understanding yourself better once you do. You know, I feel like you understand yourself better. You feel like you're more of yourself once you break through those barriers that make you uncomfortable. So, um, yeah, I'm always excited to, to, to you know, break new ground with myself. It's this is, this podcast has always it's kind of become therapeutic for me. You know, it, it's allowed me to get things off my chest. It's allowed me to talk about things that I don't normally talk about. So, yeah, it's uh, it's a lot of fun. So, uh. I know you guys are tired of listening to me talk, but, uh, you know, uh, I think you guys will be really excited about this this next guest, Carly Lawrence, uh, comedian here in St. Louis, you know, and if you can, you'll probably be able to tell from this episode, but she's a very, very funny person, uh, and, uh, you know, I think, you know, I think it's it's always fun when you click with people right away, and you kind of get their humor and they kind of get your humor and it's, it makes for a better interview, better conversation. And yeah, so it's, it's always fun whenever that happens. So I'm excited to share this episode with you guys. So, uh, uh it's time to go. 
welcome to the Unfit Talk, Unfit to Talk podcast, <laughs> uh, where, I, uh, as you can tell, I talk about things that I have no idea what I'm talking about, but I'd love to get to learn more about. And today I have Carly Lawrence, who is a comedian. She's a dancer. She's an entertainer. She's kind of uh, your jack of all trades, kind of, right? Yeah, sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And so how long have, uh, have you been a comedian for? Um, I started, I guess, about three, four years ago um, while I was living in Memphis dancing for the Memphis Grizzlies. Um, yeah, and I was, I kind of just started doing stand-up. I really was more interested in anything sketch or anything else, honestly, but... Um, very quickly I realized that stand-up is kind of the only outlet of comedy that um, you really don't need anyone else, which, okay, people can argue with me, you can do YouTube stuff, all of that by yourself, but, like, I, yeah, just, this was the best route to go, and just immediately I kind of, just kind of got the hang of it, and I really was enjoying it, and the people that I met, and, yeah, Three to four years. Three to four years. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, were you always funny? Was that always something that like people told you, like, hey, you're funny, you should be a comedian? Or was it just kind of like you saw someone on TV or, and you were like, I can do that? I've always just been so drawn to humor just since I was a little kid. I was always trying to just do funny things for my parents. And I really enjoyed watching sketch comedy. And I... Um, yeah, it was always something that was just under, that I just went to for any sort of, like, what, like just being around anybody. That was my personality. I was, you know, the goofy one. Yeah. I've always been seen as that. Yeah, I feel like that's me, too. Like, I'm not really good at, like, when I meet people, it's weird, like, talking to them yeah. in, like, in a normal way. So, like, I always have to, like, tell a joke or, like, do something to, like, lighten the mood so yeah. that, like, they're like, okay, this guy isn't so bad. Like, For sure. Yeah. I usually start out at, when I first meet someone, they very, very quickly catch on that I'm very sarcastic and very um, blunt, but in a, like, appropriate way. Like, but I, uh, yeah, it was always kind of a go-to response for stuff, regardless of anything. Yeah. And so, like, when you started doing stand-up, uh, how did how did you feel when you first got up on stage? Terrified? Oh, yeah. Excited. It was always... It's always been very terrifying. It literally is every time you go up. I mean, I didn't expect myself to do it that night necessarily, but I was m- prepared for it. Yeah. Um, and I got positive feedback from it, and that only just made me want to keep doing it. I know for a fact that if I would have gotten like a negative response and all that, like I wouldn't still be doing it. Just th- I got, it was, I got off to a good start. Yeah. Uh, and I mean, so like, what's, what's like kind of your, uh, like, I think everyone has like their kind of like, not shtick, but like they have like their kind of brand of comedy. Their where, like, style. Like yeah, the style, like, do you, are you more of like, uh, like, do you tell stories about yourself or is it kind of like your kind of thoughts on the world? What is it like? Like, what's your uh, comedy like style? It's really just, I mean, honestly, it's a mixture of a lot of stuff. I've been told, I mean, I don't, 
I shouldn't compare myself to people, but just because I can't even describe my own style at all. Um, but people say I'm a mix between Sarah Silverman and Crystalia. So I love Crystalia. Which I like. I'm. I very much enjoy both of those, and I can see it in a way. Yeah. Um, and that was so flattering. So like, it's not me saying that. Anybody listening, like, I'm not the one saying that. People, other people have said it, and it's very. Yeah. I hold both of them to high regards, so. Yeah, I hope. I mean, I would imagine that's like a really great thing to hear from someone. Yeah. Like, yeah, like. But, but besides that, I just most of my jokes are just very self-deprecating, um, just about. Honestly, being someone that's growing out of adolescence into adulthood, I mean, I'm 27, so like, I should be way past that, but. Yeah. I, you know, like. I'm still adjusting to the world just as someone who's way far behind a lot of my friends that are married with kids and everything. And it's like, they kind of make me still feel like yeah. I'm a child in a way. I mean, I can understand that. Like yeah. I'll get on Facebook once in a while and everyone now is like getting married. And like, I just saw a post right now before you got here. Like some, they just got their marriage license. Yeah. It's so I'm aggressive. Like, yeah. I'm like, like, you know, put the brakes on it. Like, right. you still got time. You can, there's no rush. Like, I just... And plus, I just don't have money for all these gifts for all all of these people getting married. Like, there's the wedding gift and just... All of just the bridesmaids' gifts, the bridal part. Sorry, I was literally just in a wedding last week, but, you know, I'm... You know, they're all getting... They're about to have a joint bank account and... I'm over here just, like, selling my clothes to Plato's Closet trying to make money. And it's like, <laughs> you guys know that I'm, like, really struggling. Like, you guys can share an Amazon Prime account. And I'm over here just, like, spending my time taking BuzzFeed quizzes trying to figure out what kind of sandwich I am. Like, <laughs> it's it's depressing in a sense. But also, I don't give a shit. Yeah. I feel like, I feel like that's basically, like, you just kind of described every artist that I've ever met. <laughs> They're like, yeah, like everyone is doing their adult thing, but I'm still here trying to do that one thing that I, I've wanted to do since I was a kid or yeah. you know, a teenager or whatever. And like, yeah, like that, that gets to me sometimes. Like I've had my moments where I'm like, like, am I doing this right? Like, should I be like trying to find that perfect job totally. and, you know, like find that like woman or, you know, like I just got a dog. So like, to me, that's like the biggest step I've ever taken was getting a dog. Did you? Yeah. Tell me more. <laughs> um, it was so I chose him because he had a heart on his, uh, like the way he's he's a boxer. Okay. So like the he has like an emblem on his chest, like like and it has a heart. Would you name him Oliver? Cupid. Oh. No, I. <laughs> you, you know, I sh- now that you say it, I like I don't know why then that didn't pop into my brain. Aww. Like that should have been his name. Yeah. Maybe his nickname. Uh, uh, my dog's name is Barb because she looked like a Barb. I called mine Oliver because I was watching Arrow on TV. And I was like, that's Stephen Amell guy. He's that should have made you think of Cupid even more because I, he shoots arrows. I know. Oscar. But I don't know. I was just like, that's Stephen God Amell guy. God damn it. He's a good looking guy. My dog's pretty good looking. <laughs> Oliver. Like, that's, what, that's where my brain went. Like, good looking dog, good looking Oliver. But yeah. Uh, Next I'm, dog, let's. 
pay more attention. Yeah, I mean, to the options we have available right I, in front of our fucking faces. I don't know. Include me in this next time. Yeah, like I don't know. Like I mean, Barb. I mean, that's a Barb nice... is ready to give a speech at student council meeting right now. <laughs> I swear <laughs> to God, she is just aimed up right at where I'm supposed to be sitting. <laughs> oh my God, dude! Dogs are literally like the greatest thing ever. Like, yeah. are they not? It's Finally, have something else to think about besides my own problems and be stuck in my own head. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know I t- exactly. It's incredible. Like I could get mad at my dog, but like, and like, but I'm, I'm not. But I'm not really. Like I'm mad at him for the moment, and then I'm just like, I can't stay mad at you. You, you know that right. I can't stay mad at you. I have to feed you tomorrow. Like it's like, like I have a I have a tr- thing called a trouble box, which is actually actually just like a really small cat carrier. And if she does something bad, which she doesn't, she did like the first week that she, that I had her, but that was it. Cause yeah. she like had to fucking learn what was going on. But yeah, I could only keep her in the trouble box for like two minutes before I like got her back out. Cause she was just like, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. and I'm like, shit, I want I want to hold you too. Like, I don't, I don't want to not hold you. So yeah. she'd come on out of the trouble box. Yeah, I mean Oliver. He's uh, he he likes to jump on people, so like he's always in trouble. Oh. But like, but he has. So my sisters take Did care. Did he of learn him. that from his father? Uh, no, I don't know. That's a good question. <laughs> I mean, are you talking about me, the yeah. father? Or are you talking about his, his biological <laughs> yeah. father? Like I'll it's joke around. Like, yeah, <laughs> like I'll joke around. Like I'm your I'm your biological dad. Right. Don't worry about it. I am. Me and Barb started breastfeeding too early. I know that because she has attachment issues. Yeah, yeah. Well, my dog doesn't even feel attached to me. I mean, he loves me, but like he he likes hanging out with my sisters more because oh. they see him more. So like I'll see. So here's an example. I was gone four days in. I went to Louisiana, and I came back. He he came to the door and you know he was nice, and then he he left me alone. My sister just got back. She was gone maybe three days, mm-hmm. and he fucking threw a fucking parade for her. Like, it was, he, he was jumping Guys, over her. Guys, come in with the trumpets. Yeah. <laughs> Get he, the confetti. He, he was celebrating. I was like, where the fuck was my celebration whenever I got home? Like, and so he's, you know. He had a band. Like. Yeah, like, he's, he's a very, I don't know, that dog. Like, he'll, he's, he's very, uh, he lo- he's very loving. Just, he just doesn't love me as much as he loves everyone else. Right. Yeah. That must be hard. I mean, it could be worse. You know, he could hate me, uh, but I'm okay with it. Barb wears, Barb, that jingling you hear is Barb's collar because I have her wear cat collars so that I can hear where she is at all times. <laughs> <laughs> and she's the size of a cat. Yeah. So it works out perfect. She's so small. She's so perfect. Is she, is she, was she actually, is she actually going to jump off this table? No, she won't do shit. She won't do that. No, she won't leave my side. <laughs> she's just loving life. And so you mentioned that you were a, a dancer for the yeah. Memphis Gr- Grizzlies. Like, how, how did that happen? Like, I w- was graduating from college. I got my degree in communications, public relations, advertising, TV, radio, production. Um, and I, uh, I danced through high school and I danced through college. And then I was like, well, I don't have a job lined up right now. So I like, have distant family that lives down there. And I was just like, oh, let me go like just see them and just let's do a new adventure. And yeah. so I tried out, made it, and 
I did it for five years and going into it um, after a few years, they asked me to also be like the in arena MC for the games. So that was also just a great opportunity they gave me and just, they were really, really great to me. And it was a great five years, but I also just, I didn't feel like Memphis was where I'm supposed to settle. Although I love it. I'll, it'll always have a place in my heart. I'll always have some of my best friends there, but I just, I wanted to come back to St. Louis and figure figure some stuff out and yeah yeah that's it, <laughs> that's that's how the dance thing just happened yeah. and how how is memphis like what's the comedy scene there like because you said you kind of started there so it's, like it's a lot more um underground it's not so much with clubs but it's a big it's a really big scene and i actually got the opportunity last year to work with director craig brewer who is also a director for empire he wrote um the recent version of footloose like he wrote uh the jung the recent jungle book um yeah you can look up his credits like i don't know them but yeah he's um we did a roast show called you look like and it's just a show that they started in memphis and Craig Brewer, he lives in Memphis, and he he's go back goes back and forth between L.A. and Memphis. So he went to one of the shows one night, just at this piece of shit hole in the wall bar that that only serves beer, serves a couple of sandwiches. That's it. It's literally one of my favorite bars called the PNH. And he came he came to those shows sometimes, and so he wanted to put money behind it and turn it into a show to sell to a network. So they picked like between 16 and 19 people to be contestants for it and be writers for it. And I was one of the chosen people for that. Um, and it was just a great, great experience. Like I was living back in St. Louis at the time. And then I had to go back down there for about a week and we filmed like all the 10 episodes within just like four days. And, um, it was in a bunch of film festivals and apparently it got picked up by a network. I'm not allowed to know details. But I don't know if I think it's probably just going to end up being a web series thing. So, like, don't get too jazzed up like I'm not. But like it was a really fun experience to work with professionals and meet new people, make make new networking connections like in L.A. And because it was an L.A. production team that came down and it was just it was neat. It was a little taste of what may be to come at some point. But you know what I mean? It was just a taste of that world. And it was really nice. Yeah, I but mean, Memphis like gave me like I started in Memphis, so it's like wow, I got to this point just starting here in this city. So it was yeah, that's. I feel like I'm talking a lot. I'm so sorry. No, that's great. Okay. Like that, that's like the best part. <laughs> like I've had people like there's some that I have I've had to throw away because like they they'll answer the question, but like they answer it very precisely and then just stop talking. Oh yeah, I just start. Yeah. Yeah. So like I like I there'll be like an awkward pause and I just have to be like so yeah <laughs> what's what's next you know <laughs> but yeah I mean that's totally. that's pretty cool like I've never so I mean it's different for me because I'm I don't know what the fuck I am sometimes like I like like Mexican or American or <laughs> yeah that too that too you know like am I a man am I a woman like yeah, everything like, like, all yeah, these right. all yeah like new problems for the Who new generation am I exactly <laughs> exactly but I'm like so like I've like always had like an interest in writing like for yeah you know for screenplays and stuff like that and then talking is just like something that I kind of did because I was 
very shy as a, as a kid. So like I would, so like podcasting was kind of like, well, you get to talk to strangers and if you can talk to a stranger, then you can basically talk your way into shit, you know? And so like, that's, that's, that should be in a book. I think that is in a book, <laughs> a lot of books. Yeah, exactly. And I was like, okay, I'll, I'll do that. And let's talk our way to shit. Let's talk our way to shit. And it's worked out. It is. That's the beautiful thing about it. It has worked out. And so like, I, like the first thing I ever did was, I mean, you got me in this hotel here. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. Like, and that's the, that's the strangest thing too about, uh, social media too. It's like, it's wild. It's like, yeah, like I could just send you a message like, Hey, meet me at this fucking hotel at this time of day. Like no, no questions asked. Barb well, has a bell on her collar for a reason. Yeah. So. <laughs> But yeah, it's it's crazy too. Like I, I've never, uh, I like. Did you ever think that like social media would play this big a part like in people's careers and like like for you especially like? Trying I mean, to get I comedy? think it's yeah. I, it was obviously like bound to turn into something. Like we live in the generation that saw it become to life and then live its life. Like generations before us like kind of don't know what the fuck's going on a little bit and yeah. but then the generation after us all they know is technology and all they know is social media like we're the generation that has seen both sides of it that grew up halfway without it and ha- the rest of the half with it yeah so we know what childhood looks like through someone who hasn't really messed with technology who lived with their hands in the dirt who you know what i mean who didn't have that screen in front of their face 24/7 yeah and it's I had a fucking treehouse. It's incredible, yeah. And now I, I like I saw one of my little cousins, and, I was, and they're like, "What is that?" And I like you're like you don't know what a treehouse is. It's and incredible, and it's very like humbling in a way, but it's also like I understand why older generations start to hate younger generations because they're stupid. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I, I I I can see that. Like I've been there. Technology is a wonderful thing, but also a terrible thing. It. Yeah. At the it, it, same time. It, you can really find the stupid people. Yeah. Like, it's very easy to find them now. Like, you can point them out. Like, hey, you're stupid. Like, but... But it is great for making... I mean, I've made some great connections through social media, too. So I have that to thank, but... Yeah, it's... It's also a very toxic... Yeah. Toxic world. There's no doubt about that at all. Yeah, I mean, it's... It's like everybody's like, oh, I just want to throw away my phone and go live on a farm with cattle. And it's like, no, you don't. <laughs> like, you want to show off on Instagram and all that and just... Everyone wants to be in the know. Everyone has FOMO. Everyone does. I don't care who you are. What's... You want to know... F- fear of missing out. Uh, is that what FOMO is? Yeah. I thought it was something else. Like, oh, what did you think it was? Not fear of missing out. It was a... Uh... I have no idea now. Oh. Something, something opinion. Oh, I was for your, for, oh, that's FYI. I'm so sorry. Like, I'm, like, it's, yeah, like, that's how little I know. So, like, my sister will text me, like, in, like, what's it called? Uh, I don't even know the, the name of, like, like, when you make a word shorter. Like then it needs oh, to be. Oh, uh, abbreviation. Yeah, she'll abbreviate. Why can't you think of any words? <laughs> she'll she'll like she'll text me in abbreviations, and I'm just like, what is this? Oh mean? yeah, yeah. Like I don't know sometimes. So she has to tell me. She has to school me. She's like, all right, Oscar, I'm gonna school you in, in in abbreviations. I'm like, what the fuck is abbreviations? Oh my. And um, <laughs> it's 
it's it's honestly like it's hard for me to keep up and i'm kind of like like you said like i've lived in it like where you didn't have yeah. any of it and then you know i've also lived with it and so it's like and we try so hard like i know a lot of my friends and everything have been like yeah i've tried to raise my kids to like like the stuff that we liked because yeah. we because we look at our younger gener our like younger years as like early 90s just as this like majestical time and like I guess like I remember it being pretty fun. Yeah. So I think like a lot of us feel like we want to recreate that childhood for our kids because the world now is so dark and it's so accessible to find all that dark stuff and Yeah. Even just the news is darker and I don't know. Is it really news? Like I like I feel like I'm watching the same thing over and over sometimes. It really is. Yeah. But the fact that, you know, and I hate to, like, even bring this into conversation, the fact that school shootings are normal, like, the norm now. Yeah. Almost. It's like it's happening in America once a week. And that's a fact. And that's, that never even crossed my mind when I was in school. Like, not once. Maybe never. maybe once for me. But there was, like, there was a threat at my school one time. Like, some kid was going to come up What with a, a bitch. Yeah. Like that was like that that was the least the funny thing is no one took it serious back then. Yeah. Like no, at all. So like we went through it's our day. It's crazy. Yeah. And like I didn't hear about it till after I got home from school and they're like, "Did you know that there was like a kid that was going to come to school with a gun?" I'm like, "No." <laughs> they didn't tell you? No, I was in PE in my gym shorts changing the locker rooms. I didn't know any better. <laughs> like I was just, you know, was, <laughs> was going to physical education. That would have been weird if that was the first spot that the gunman went to. And then you would have been the first one to know in the boys' locker room while Oscar was changing. I, the funny thing is, it probably would happen like that. <laughs> like, it would, like, I'd probably be the guy that, like... like and it, the, wouldn't, it wasn't even during PE. It was literally, like, in the middle of just some random class that you went to the locker room. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes, I just I, I just like changing in locker rooms. Like that's I only go to locker rooms to change. Like I have a spare clothes in every every locker room. Change every period. Every period. Barb looks excited. This is her. This is. <laughs> she just wants to sleep and all that. Yeah, she's great. It's so. As you can tell, you're very funny. So I don't know if you can tell that, but no, like just I like I feel like I'm super annoying. I'm like I'm so annoying right now. That's a, like it's weird because like someone else is anno- like you like you think you're annoying but like you're kind you're funny so like for me oh like gosh, thank like, you like so people much. like yeah like we're flattered <laughs> <laughs> like yeah like people call me a dick like and so, but I think I'm funny sometimes so like they'll be like <laughs> so it's the opposite with me so I'll be like I'll say something and they'll be like Oscar you're such a dick it was kind of oh funny my. though. It was kind yeah. of funny. Like, like you're a dick. It was kind of funny, and I'm like, I'm like, which one is it? Like, I need to know, you know. So I don't cross that line one day. Well, if people are telling you you're a dick, I don't think they're lying. No, I don't think I, <laughs> I, I don't think so either. Like if, if someone calls you a dick. Well, that they I, think that about you. Yeah. I well, don't know. I mean, yeah, like it's all perspective. Barb's kind of a bitch. So she has enough of, enough of that in her for the both of us. She's not really a bitch. She just like minds her own. All, I mean, all she wants to do is sit next to me. She doesn't play games. She doesn't. Yeah. She isn't here to fuck around. She's, she's not a cat. She's so you're here basically to just be, like, like, she's like, let's yeah, play games. She's here to be my little Mr. Bigglesworth. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> Have you ever thought about putting her in a talent show? Like, a talent, a talent show. A talent show. Where are the talent shows? 
America's Got Talent. Like they always oh, have. They we always she have doesn't dogs. do any tricks. She doesn't she, do any tricks. She doesn't know any commands or anything. Honestly, her name is whatever I shout in her general direction. Pretty much. If I if she's like across the way and I just yell a word, she comes running to me. Really? But I I yell Barb because that's her name, not her given name, but that's her name. Yeah. And um, what's her what's her given name? Turnip. Turnip? Well, that's the name they gave her at the shelter. And I'm like, this is some bullshit. This is a bullshit name. Barb, we're throwing turnip in the gutter. Yeah. Turnip? I know. She's way more Barb. It's crazy. (laughs) I was going to say, because you're like, when you told me that Barb was her nickname, I thought you were just joking. No, Barb is her name. Really? So, okay. Look at her name tag, man. Yeah. Barb. It says it. Barb, Barb Jennifer Lawrence. Barb Jennifer Lawrence? Yeah. Is that her full name? Yeah. Cool, cool, Because cool. my name, mine's Caroline Jean Lawrence. So then... Well. BJL and CJL. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I didn't think about that. I didn't get things embroidered with our initials on it or anything. No? No, I didn't. I feel like I would have, though, because I chose Oliver also. I'm, I didn't say they're not in the Amazon gift cart right now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I chose Oliver too because it was a no name. So I was like, "Yeah, so O's and O's." Oliver and Oscar, like I like you know, like the first week I had him, I came up with like a theme song and everything for like oh I thought God, I love I th- that. I thought we were gonna be best buds, but apparently he he loves hanging out with the girls more than he does with me. So like I threw that theme song out of the like just. Psh. Oh man! He, like he left me that to the dogs. <laughs> and so. <laughs> It's all over the place now. Yeah. But, you, yeah. I, and so, like, for your comedy, like, how do you come up with, with uh, like, what you're going to do? Like, because, like, I've, like, I have, like, a, like I'll do, like, a list of things. Because, so, like, like, I thought about it. I've never really, I don't, I, don't yeah. think I'll, I don't think I'll do it. Like, I'm not sure I'll actually do it. But, like, just in case I decide to walk into, like, uh, a club or something and just, like, sign up on, like, you know, uh, What's it the called? List. Yeah, the list. Yeah, just put myself on any list and, you know, decide to go up there. You know, I have, like, certain things I'll talk about. And it's usually, like, me being Mexican, <laughs> recently Donald Trump, uh, and I have one about my car mm-hmm. and, and, and colors and names. Like, my, my cars, like, the color of my car, when they presented it to me, was like, oh, it's magnetic. I'm like, what the fuck? Like... Like what? How is how is this? What's, like what's magnetic? I, I, I asked the that's guy. That's not a color. That's, that's an adjective. Yeah, that's that's a force. That's something that like I, I learned that in science. Like I didn't get it, but they're like. Wait, is it not? What's an adjective? Uh, we don't. Never mind. We don't have to. We don't. Yeah, I'm. I'm not. I don't, Sorry. I've been out of high school for a while, so I, just, <laughs> I, I don't even know. Barbara doesn't know either. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. No, you should try it sometime. There are a very there. are... Like, there are a lot of open mics in St. Louis. There are a few that I feel like are more first-time friendly than yeah. others. It'd, it'd be nice to try at least once. Yeah. I mean, even if it doesn't... It'll, I mean, it'll always probably go better than you think it does, too. Yeah. It'll be fun. We'll uh, go sometime. You can come with me sometime. Cool. Yeah. I'll take you up on that offer. Yeah. That. Yeah. Do you do you do you regularly like go to shows like even if you're not like on them they just to kind of like see I try to as much as possible um it really just I work at a place that's 
morning and night. So it's it really depends on my schedule, and it's really hard based on where I live because I live over in Illinois, so it's a good, like, between 30 minutes and an hour from where I live, and it's yeah. it always goes super late because that's just the name of the game. Yeah, and so, and, like, do you... I think I asked the question, like, the first minute, but, like, like so, like... What's like? What's your prep for like? Like, do you ever like know like what you're gonna say, or do you kind of think of it on the fly? I I mean, it's it's honestly both, and I didn't re- that didn't become a thing of me until recently. The on like I come up with stuff on the fly. That's why I've started like recording myself doing it. Um, I mean, I should have I do it kind of mostly all the time, but like I've been paying more attention to it because I noticed that oh wow, if I just loosen up some good stuff can come out of it. But yeah, I honestly, I do try to like come up with somewhat of a script for the most part. I just get really nervous. So I kind of need to create a internal script for myself. Um, But then, yeah, I will go off the cuff once in a while, just based off of that specific joke or something. And then I'm like, Oh sweet. People laughed at that, even though that was me just being nervous and not remembering what was next really quickly. So, um, yeah, that's always nice because it's like, oh, shit, I didn't even need to sit around and think of that yeah. funny thing. Um, but, yeah, I kind of, I get, if I, I give any, I, this is a suggestion I give to anybody that wants to do comedy. Like, if you think of an idea, write it down or put it in your phone. Like, you're going you, you're gonna to forget it if not. And that's a fact. Like, don't think you're going to remember it. You need to write it down. I'm so, Like, it seems so redundant for me to say, but people are stupid, and you're going to do it, and you're going to think of something funny, and you're going to be like, oh, I'll remember it, and then you fucking won't. And you'll be like, damn, I should have wrote that down. Yeah. Yeah, it's happened. It's yeah. Like, uh, it has happened. I'm telling you, man. And you're going to feel fucking stupid. I mean, just put it in your phone. Nobody will know. It'll just look like you're texting your plugger load, you know? Yeah. So... And and do you ever, like, bring anything up on stage? Like- I do, occasionally. Like, I feel like a fucking idiot whenever I do. But it's totally normal for people to. Yeah. Um, But it's just kind of a pride thing with myself that I try not to. But I, like, usually will. Yeah. If I'm trying completely new stuff. Because I still get super nervous, honestly. Like, it's... it's a terrifying thing but also I love it so it's like I'm afraid of this thing that I love yeah you know yeah and, and does time ever factor into the joke too like do you like because I've heard stories like people like well when I was first starting out I could only get like four minutes or five minutes and so like does that ever like oh yeah I mean I adjust I do a different set every time I go up um and you have to adjust it to what the show or the open mic is asking of you like most a lot of open mics are between four or five minutes but then like I had a show at Helium last week where I could do a 10 minute set so it really just you're told how much time you get and just base your your set off of that you'd never want to go over it's literally the rudest thing in the world to do yeah I was so I was watching. It's on HBO. What's it called? It's with Pete Holmes. Oh, Crashing. Crashing, mm-hmm. and yeah. So like that's what really got me into like comedy. Mm-hmm. So like like I like I mean I used to watch like specials all the time, but like watching it, like that show is like so this is kind of what like comedy. Yeah, is. it's like the dirty side of it. Yeah. Uh huh. And so like yeah like I could like that's the thing to me like I've always was like well could I be funny in two minutes 
or would I need 10 minutes to like set up a joke? And like, so it's yeah, it, yeah, it's hard. Yeah. Like, so like, do you feel com- like, do you feel comfortable like landing jokes like in lesser time than like a 10 I, minute set? I do freak out about that a lot. Um, because a lot of times you can overestimate how funny you think a jokes could be. So you could like in your head or whatever, like imagine the laugh go a lot longer than it actually does. Yeah. So then it kind of might throw you off and change the timing of things or people laugh harder at something you didn't think was even funny. Um, you just kind of have to adjust because they they'll flash a light like a minute before your, but before your time's up. So like, yeah. okay, wrap your shit up. Like, so yeah, you just have to figure out how to adjust, and it's just part of it. Yeah, like I, I feel like that's uh, like anything. You kind of have to definitely, adjust, you know. And so and then so I, I want to ask you this because it's always like the biggest like I think it's the m- biggest misconception about comedians, but I think it's also like like a myth about them, but it's like, like you have to be like tortured, like, like a tortured me- soul. Mentally, like, Mental, yeah. yeah. To be I know like, what you mean. Um, you know? Yeah, no, I don't think that's true. I think there are plenty of comedians that are, have wonderful lives and are super happy. And, you know, I don't think, I wouldn't say tortured um, by any means for any, you know, no, for any yeah. comedians, but just definitely they may be able to, um, I'm able to see a lot of different perspectives of things. Yeah. Um, and that helps me write my jokes and that helps me put myself in the different positions of seeing something. And, um, yeah, I just, I forgot what I was saying. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I could totally agree because like, I'll like, like people ask me all the time, like, how does it feel to be Mexican? I'm like, Really, like, if I'm being honest with you, it doesn't feel that much different. Like, I like, and like, so like, the one, like, one of the biggest things people always tell me is like, hey, so have you ever been afraid of getting deported? I'm like, no. Like, I wish I could like give you a cool story about how like the police or you know, I don't know who like the FBI raided our house and like yeah. my uncle Steve got you know <laughs> deported. But no, it's it's very like I don't know. Like, I sometimes I wish I had like a. Like a very like troubled youth, so I can so I can make fun of it in a bit, you know. But usually it's like, no, nah, I grew up in the suburbs. I mean, look look at John Mulaney's look at John Mulaney though. He has a lot of sets. I mean, especially his new special, Kid Gorgeous. Check yes. it out on Netflix. It's very funny, and a lot of his stories are from when he was a kid. And yeah, it's just funny. Um, but like I, I mean, I don't think that you necessarily need to have a depression. It's interesting because it is a common theme. I did grow up with some family trouble. Like, my mom passed away when I was young and just some darker things in my childhood. And, like, when I first wanted... I mean, when I, like, started getting the idea of, like, I'm super into comedy and then I, like, would just be obsessed with biographies and autobiographies of comedians and I was reading them and it always, like, kind of said the same thing most of the time. Like, um, you know, they lived this... childhood they had this growing up experience and I was just like oh wow I relate so much just in the growing up process of this person like and that's not something that was like oh I'm supposed to be a comedian because this happened to these people too but it was like oh wow this kind of like helps me understand a little more why I'm so interested in comedy because it's something that can derive from having this background 
and just these experiences in life. And it was, I mean, weirdly really comforting. Because <laughs> it was like, oh, yeah. I think I found what I'm supposed to do. Yeah. And, and like, that's a weird way to go about fig- like deciding that, but it's it's more than just that. But that definitely was like one of the first things that helped me kind of understand myself. Yeah, I feel yeah, I feel like it's almost like you're saying like so like you're not the only person like you know like you like there are other people kind of that are kind of going through the same thing or yeah, that have it, gone it. And- it helped me feel understood and it helped me just feel it, it was com- like I said it was comforting so yeah like it feels like you're like everything's gonna work mm-hmm. out or everything's gonna be okay yeah yeah like I have I mean I don't really have that like to me it, my days are like every day is like well this is gonna be an adventure like I don't know what's gonna happen you know and like it's my perspective on everything is like so different like you know and I think that's why people ask me all the time if I'm, like, if I ever thought about doing comedy because I'm always, like, I always do these jokes that are, like, either, like, people are, like, ha, 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 or, like, and, and one group would be, like, that's not funny. Or someone, the other group would be, like, ha, ha, and the other group is, like, that's not funny. That's always going to be the case, yeah. though. Comedy is so subjective and you can't think about what people are going to think is funny and what people don't because if you think it's funny, there's got to be somebody else in the world that thinks it's funny, too. yeah. And and does that does that ever affect your writing either? Like like thinking about like oh yeah, like I said, I kind of look at what I'm saying from a lot of different perspectives for the most part, and not everything that I say lands. Not everything that anybody says lands. Yeah. Ever and yeah, it does. It does affect like how I write jokes, and it almost affects me too much to the point that I'm like, wait, so what? What do I think is funny again in this joke? Like. I'm mixing my opinion up with all these other opinions that I'm trying to please. Yeah. And, and so then it's like, what, whose comedy is this anymore? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And do you ever, like, are you ever afraid of, like, offending people? Like, have you ever had, like, a joke where you're like, like, this could possibly offend people? Like, and because, and, like, there, I've heard, like, there are jokes where, like, you can kind of go there and, and it's supposed to do the opposite effect. Right. But sometimes it'll just do what you, what people see the surface of the joke and, it's like, oh, I feel offended because of that joke. I have had a few, but they're ones that I find so mild, and the rest of my content is, like, completely on, like, the positive side or, like, the, the nice side of that that I think it gets forgiven. I don't even know if people are offended by it. They're j- I just have a couple jokes that I know, like, yeah. Could need some parental guidance, yeah. or for mature audiences only. Yeah, but yeah, because that it's so interesting to me because I love. But that, yeah, that's not my whole style, so it's not what I'm associated with. Yeah. So like that's nice. Yeah, because I'm like I'm I, I find it very like I'm always very like uh, like attracted to those comics that like so like Ricky Gervais is one to me that like, I'm, mm-hmm. like I'm like wow like he said something kind of mean but I'm laughing at it. Yeah, and I'm like I don't know how he does it or. Who's the other one? Um, his name is John. No, no, no. I forgot his name. He had a special called Maligula, something like that. I don't know what his name is. He's very like. You'll have to message me about it. Yeah, but like he's very, yeah, he's very good in 
like I'm like, man, he's saying all these like very offensive things, but like it's funny because it's the way he says it and like yeah, like the setup to it. I'm like, okay, so like you can kind of go there, and it is it can still be funny, but you kind of just have to like almost put your own parameters to make sure, sure. Yeah, man, it's comedy is really interesting and fascinating. Yeah, it really is. And so, do you ever see yourself like? doing it forever or is it something I, like- w- I would love to but I'm also um, I have a father that has Fox News on the TV a lot and just is very much about get a full time job with insurance with benefits I talk a lot about my dad and my stand up he's a really really great guy and I just but there are just some things we disagree on and that's yeah, it's not that I disagree with him. Oh my God, I like I have a full time job with insurance and benefits, and I can I will continue to have that because he's been so supportive of me my entire life that I I'm not just going to be a piece of shit. Um, <laughs> yeah. So I kind of am going to do that as much as I can, but also still try to like slowly do comedy more and kind of hopefully it like overlaps at some point, and then maybe I can start going into that whole world. And just have that be my world, you know? Yeah. But I'm also trying to be realistic and just responsible with the money and the choices. And, yeah, there's a lot that goes into it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, My favorite line from my dad is, uh, you know, fight for your, like, he didn't say say fight for your dreams. He's He's like, have your dreams, but also have a backup plan. Like, Like, he's like, I'm like... And it's funny because he'll be like, I came to this country so you could have a better life. And I'm like, and he'll, and like, I, I, that's his like favorite line to throw at me whenever like, I'm like, like I, I didn't have a job one time. So he's like, it was only like two days. I didn't have a job, but he was like, you know, he was like very like, you better get a fucking job. You're, you're not sleeping on this couch until you like, I mean, it was very motivating, but like he, my favorite thing about him is that he will, He's very blunt about everything. So, like, he, like, sometimes I feel like I need that. Like, I feel like, I feel like that's also, like, your dad. Like, mm-hmm. you, like you kind of need that one person that will, like, understand you, but also be like, but. You yeah, should, for sure. Yeah. You should, you know, kind of think ahead sometimes. And I think that's just every parent, realistically. Yeah. Yeah. And so. Makes sense. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I was even told by, who was it that told me? It was honestly, specifically, it was Sinbad because I interviewed Sinbad one time and I was talking to him and I was telling him, talking to him about my dad and I was saying, yeah, and he doesn't support me. And he goes, name one comedian who, whose parents like supported them when they decided to pursue comedy or like if your parents, something like that or something like if your parents pers- like support you doing comedy, like that you're not going to make it or totally something along those lines. It, I, I I would be, you know, I, I want to say that it stuck with me, but obviously it didn't because I can't remember the, the actual thing he said to yeah. me, but <laughs> <laughs> I remember the idea and that was it. So I'm like, oh, cool. So I'm going to be super successful because my dad like hates me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I feel like, yeah, like that's like, yeah, I don't know. That's always a common, that's another common theme is just like. No like one, your parents hate you too. Yeah, cool. Let's get yeah. a let's get a drink. We matched on Bumble. Like, <laughs> yeah. And so that's Barb shape. <laughs> that sounds like a Christmas tree. 
And so, like, what's so like, what's kind of like? Do you what are like, sh- like I feel like maybe short term goals that you kind of see yourself like with your comedy and like trying to like, is it like doing more shows? Is it like writing more material? Like, Definitely all of the above. Yeah. yeah. Definitely. Um, and moving isn't completely out of the question at all either. Um, I mean, of course, it would probably be in a few years from now. Like, I'm just in a place where I do want to be in this area and be with my family right now. And so, yeah, I do I do foresee myself moving at some point because of what I want to do. Yeah. Um, but the foreseeable future just... Hustling, doing the doing a full time job with insurance and benefits, and loving my dog who's scared shitless right now, and doing comedy and doing all the clubs and writing a lot, and yeah, I just um, like I said, I had a show with Helium, and then I had a meeting with one of the guys, and like I'm gonna be doing a lot more coming up, so I guess people keep an eye out for that. Yeah, and so. I mean, I think it's like like that's the one of the few clubs that actually had, like bring in like very like national talent. Yeah, a definitely. Lot more often. Yeah. Yeah. So like, I mean, like, there's always like a chance that someone will see you. And, oh, like, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, I feel like yeah, you're kind of on the right path. Or yeah. You're kind I've, of like you're going, you're going the direction you want to go. Oh yeah, and know? I have so many. Just I've made I've made friends with so many big big comedians that have even just come through the area. Um, and that's been really great because I just have these phone numbers of these people that I can f- talk to and ask questions to anytime. And some of them are like, oh, you can crash on my place if you come visit. And it's like, wow, I kind of feel like a piece of shit because I'm not totally utilizing these resources, but I'm also kind of saving them for the, in the back of my pocket for like yeah. when I like feel like I really need to. It's, so it's not like I'm putting everything off. It's just that I need to play my cards right and prepare everything correctly before I like yeah ask for these things you know yeah yeah yeah, yeah like you just again, I feel like I'm procrastinating but also I'm just like I'm not ready yet yeah. like I need more time to f- yeah you're like the opposite of Pete Holmes and crashing like he'll take that like oh, he'll, he'll take that couch yeah <laughs> have you ever met him no I haven't met Pete you haven't met him Mm-mm. I haven't met Pete like, I feel like uh, he's a very interesting guy that I would like Love. Very like, interesting. Yeah. Like it's cause like he's also he's also kinda like one of those guys like, you know, he doesn't have like a a rough upbringing. So like and he's very funny too. Like he, yeah. he has his he has his like I mean neither, neither did I mean literally there's so many yeah. comedians. I don't know why it's necessarily a stereotype, but it is just kind of a common theme with a lot of them. But yeah, yeah it does it some of the best comedians just have this great life and it's like you just have a great outlook on life that you can see such great things from yeah different circumstances and make it into a story and yeah yeah that's pretty cool well you know uh i want to thank you for uh you know taking the time to come over and uh talk with me you know yeah. it's, you thank know, you yeah. so much yeah you know just um yeah, like I don't know why I started this podcast. It was mostly because I got tired of talking like to the same kind of people, and I really yeah. kind of want to just like kind of talk to like people that I I just don't like I don't recognize myself with, and I can be uh-huh. like like just kind of get like so like it's not like what's it called? Like I don't like I don't know. It's just it's it's very interesting. I'm very interested like in a lot of things. Definitely, so I, I love, it's awesome to learn about different people and yeah. their cultures and what just. Yeah. Everyone's so different now. It's yeah, amazing. It's exactly. really great. 
And it was great getting to know you, kind yeah. of. I didn't yeah. really ask you any questions. I, I don't like that I didn't do that. Yeah. I mean, you can ask any questions. We got <laughs> three minutes before it's 50 total minutes. You well, got, I don't even know. I didn't prepare any questions. I feel like I didn't prepare any questions either. I just feel like I came with oh. like very vague questions. But that well, I got, it worked because I filled the gaps with just yeah. mindless talking. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I really dozed off with those answers for a while. Oh, yeah, I totally understand. Like, I feel like, don't worry about it, though, because, like, that's everyone, though. Okay. Like, I'll go on rants all the time. Okay, good. Yeah. Well, thank you for coming. Thank, thank you, yeah, you Thank so you for uh, talking to me. Thank you. This right. was great. You're the best. All right, thank you. <laughs>